You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So an actor is saying his lines, and then out of nowhere, he just starts singing. Five, six, seven, eight. Okay, this week we're talking to Aisha Jackson of uh, Frozen Aisha. Fame. Aisha. I feel no, like I, wrong name. I know, I, I know, but it sounds kind of like like Aida. Yeah, which like hot take. <laughs> if you don't know the score of Aida, yeah, um, stop. Maddie Trumbull had a whole like rant on <laughs> <laughs> social media about this. Go check out the Aida score. The dance of the road. Adam Pascal. The- Adam Pascal and uh, who is the girl who played Aida? Heather Headley. Heather bro. Headley. Oh, Heather Headley, bro. I, I saw know. the out-of-town tryout in Chicago when I was 10. Really? Yes. And a crazy story about that. I can't believe... I don't know why we're getting on an Aida tangent, but um, when they die at the end, there's... I mean, it's a Romeo and Juliet story, you know, not right. giving anything away. They, they, right. they die at the end. Um, it used to be in, in Chicago, they, they used to be buried alive in a tomb, and the tomb would raise up 30 feet in the air in the middle of the, the you know, sort of so it's in the middle of the proscenium. My mom and I are sitting in the house, and it came crashing down. No. Cable snapped. No. Thing comes, cra- the tomb comes crashing down. Adam Pascal and Heather Headley come falling out of the thing no. unconscious. Unconscious? Cur- unconscious. Light, uh, 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 curtain down, lights up. Is there a doctor in the house? My mom grabs me. We run out of the theater. There's a write up about it in the Tribune the next day. Oh my I, God. We then get tickets to go back. They, they send an email to anybody who, or we got a phone call. It was, this was like, you know, 2000 or something. And, uh, so we get tickets to go back and they just have them die in the tomb and the tomb is sitting on the ground. Come to find out they were fine. They were just like, they went to the hospital. They were a little banged up, like some bruises and stuff, but nobody and was traumatized a little bit. Traumatized. Sure. Right. I got to wow. meet. So Tom Schumacher was a producer on that. The head of Disney theatrical Disney produced Aida. And I'm sitting in an event with Tom and he's one of the biggest creative forces in New York, you know, and, and I'm finally getting a chance to talk to him. We start talking about Aida. They're trying to revive it trying to bring it back. Mm. And he, I tell him that story and he's like, oh my God. He's like, I've never talked to anybody who was in the house that night because wow. they were in California. They had been in Chicago working on the show and then they had gotten on a plane to fly to California at like in, in the afternoon or something before that performance. They were in California. They got news that happened. They turned around and flew back to Chicago immediately and like met them in the hospital. Wow. Like a crazy, it was, yeah. So that's one of Joe's craziest theater stories that's ever. That's such but, a great story. And it's yeah. weird that we're talking about this, like trying to segue into talking about Aisha, but yeah. that's an amazing story. Yeah, that's, yeah. So that's my, yeah. And that, but, that show Aida is so good, which you should all yeah, check out. And they're trying to revive it, which is cool. So look yeah. out for that. Um, but yeah, we just got done talking about Aisha Jackson. She's the standby for Anna in Frozen. She did Waitress. She did Beautiful. She's apparently, based on her conversation, done every reading of every new yeah, cool she's musical that has one ever of the, She's like one of the most, <laughs> sought after young actresses in the city and like it's funny because like when you're friends with these people and you see how much they work like in the because the way our industry kind of functions is that there's a lot of stuff that takes a long time to develop but you see that these certain people are like in all of the developmental stages of everything which is like the most that's what me and joe really want to do you want to be be doing you want to be the person who they're like always contacting to do those things 
and Aisha like is that. Yeah, and, everybody and wants her. Totally. And and so we'll get right to it, but I for me listen listen towards the end when we she has such a great head on her shoulders about like being present and being where you're at and trying to, you know, be grateful for where you are. And also we got off off mic as she was leaving your apartment, but she started talking about uh, you know, just trusting yourself in auditions because her Anna is so different yeah. than Patty's right. and everybody around her was like, no, just do, we love your version and we want your version and we're lucky to have your version as the standby version. And, um, and so trusting that when you go into an audition that like, you got to leave it out there and be like, if you want me, this is what you're getting. And if you don't, that's totally fine, but I'm not going to not be myself, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you know, we got to talk a little bit about her, um, being a person of color, playing a role that was originally um, in the film played by a, a white actress and, and what that has been for her and how that experience is important and the things that we like, you know, need to pay better attention to in the business and all that. And that's all like really super uh, important and compelling stuff that we, we got to talk about here, which was which was really awesome. Yeah. We just and she's just of, like yeah. really, you know super lovely and bubbly, she's got such a yeah. bubbly personality <laughs> and she just knows who she is and she's you know she's yeah um she's so welcoming of me and the company like yeah. you know because we go on a lot together when uh you know patty's injured or sick or or on you know working on another project or whatever and and she just has been an absolute light because we went on together very early in my run when i'm still figuring out what the hell i was doing and she was just like she you know sort of holds hold my hand and like okay off we go you everything's fine you're fine yeah you know i got you you know and yeah. she just has that that per, you know that personality so yeah so uh, this is, uh, and we really want to talk to her because of the Venn diagram of our shows. She originated in Waitress, or she right. originated, she was an original Broadway company of Waitress. She's currently in Frozen. So she's like this, you know, if you see, it's like Dan, the circle of Dan and the circle of Joe and Aisha's in the middle. In the she's, middle, she's, totally. she's Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so check out our interview with Aisha. I still, I still don't love it. Yeah, I don't, I don't love it either. Here's Aisha. Yeah. I want to say that first of all, thank you for, Aisha's here. Thank you for thank you for coming. Hi. She's ar she's already been to the gym. I know. Yeah. It's early. It's ten o'clock in the morning. I guess eight a.m. class. Yeah. I'm I'm in my bed asleep right yeah. now with this microphone. <laughs> Just you kidding. Do, you do, you don't look under the great, covers. No, well, you know, I had a little bit uh, of yes. I was up later than I wanted to yesterday. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I was too because Patty Murin's Hallmark movie uh, <laughs> premiered last night, and we went to congratulations, a bar. Patty. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. So check out uh, Patty on the Hallmark Channel. Yes. Uh, so one of the reasons that we wanted to have you on Guys Who Like Musicals uh, because we're Guys Who Like Musicals is is that you did <laughs> Dan's show and you're currently in Joe's show. Yeah. Oh you're yeah. In Waitress and yeah. you're in Frozen. Yeah. What do you like better? <laughs> Jesus. Joe gets so petty on this show. It's so he funny. Petty. You're petty. No, it, it, <laughs> it was they actually can't so, be they compared. Can't be compared. Right. They are just right. both right. experiences of their own that right. I treasure. And you're so blessed. I know. Yes. No, right. that was it was supposed to be a joke. I I'm a bad joke. No, I'm about. kidding. I'm kidding. Um, we're just we're just teasing you, Joe. Don't be sensitive. Well, okay. I'm kind of sensitive, Dan. Okay. Wow. It's okay. Oh my god. It's fine. What what specifically do you like about my performance? Okay. Well, <laughs> specifically, okay. Uh, Joe Carroll really brings something new to the role. No. And, and that's and all the time we goodbye. have for today. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, how did you how did you get involved in Waitress? Because that was for well, you made your Broadway debut in Beautiful. We were yes. talking about that a second ago. Um, I did. Um, man, well, let's start with that one. What was that? What, uh, I, what was that experience like? I it was a year, a year, a year after moving to the city. I graduated from the University of Northern Colorado. Which oh, cool. I, I just found this out the other day, and I work with college, high school students all the time, and that's yeah. a place that we always tell them to, to look. It, it's a, kind of this under-the-radar yeah. musical In theater. Yeah, Greeley, Colorado. Yeah, yeah. 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 And yeah. Mike Ruckles used to be on faculty there, right? Yes. Mike Ruckles' final year there was my first year. Okay, so cool. So we kind of like, he taught our showcase class, and then... He left and he was going to New York and everyone was like, no, don't leave. And I was like, yes, if he leaves, then that means I have a voice teacher when I get yeah. there. I'm like, this is about the long game. Right, right. No, totally. Um, yeah, but I graduated in 2013 and I moved to New York August 2013 um, and got a one-way ticket. My mom was like, can you just stay a little longer? I was like, I'll stay a few more days, but I'm leaving. Where are you um, from originally? I'm from Atlanta, Georgia, oh, from yeah. College Park. Yeah. Um, cool. And... 
I, yeah, I got a one-way ticket standing by from, like, everyone works for Delta down there. So you, right. everyone knows someone who works for Delta. So I'm like, hey, can you give me a standby ticket to... And so nice. that's what happened. Um, got on that flight. I had, like, four or five bags. I had... $150 in my bank account. Yes, yes. Um, I had no place to stay, no job. <laughs> I was just like, here we go. And um, yeah, I came here and my cousin had like a basement apartment. And I was like, okay, I'm going to sleep on her futon. And then I'm going to go to my grandpa's house and I'm going to do this. But that was before I understood what couch hopping in New York City was mm-hmm, and right. how hard it was from borough to borough and all these different things. Right. So I'm just like at her basement apartment and then her roommate moves out. And I was like, oh, can I, can I have the room? Okay, great. (laughs) So then I was like, okay, I have an apartment, mom. Look, look what happened. Um, But yeah, I just, I worked at Capizio and like stayed there. And um, yeah, I auditioned for Beautiful a year after being here. And I auditioned for the tour. Mm -hmm. And it, but it was a year in advance. And I was like, this is a long, this is, wow. It's in a year. Maybe, maybe there's a spot on Broadway that's opening up. Who Mm -hmm. knows? And so then I auditioned and I walk out and had a callback, did it, did the whole thing. And then my agent calls me and she's like, hey, so they don't want you for the tour, but you know, uh, they were wondering if in the meantime you would uh, swing on Broadway. And I was like, let me think about it. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I literally was like, what? Are you? So um, I was like, um, yeah, 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 let's do that. Let's do that. And she so, set you up. That's the worst. Th- hey, I'm sorry. This is not, the tour yeah. is not going your way, so but like, okay. you're going to make your Broadway debut. And I was like, get up. Yeah, right. What? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, like, they were wondering. I'm like, yeah, let me think about it. Right. Yes. What? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was amazing. Um, and that was in the fall of 2014, I guess. And so I made my debut January 23rd, 2015. That's amazing. And, yeah, swung over there. They're... Uh, Alicia was leaving to do Hamilton and then they popped the swing up into an ensemble role and so there was a spot for me and That's I was like awesome. this is cool. And how long did you do that? I only did it for nine months. Yeah. Um, yeah, I covered six of the roles over there and ended up doing like five of them and then Diane Paulus, my first show in the city was with Diane Paulus doing Witness Uganda mm. at the American Repertory Theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I got written up at Capizio for going to that callback. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I didn't come here to sell shoes. Yeah. I came here to be on Broadway. And I went to the callback and I couldn't get my shifts covered. And I was like, I'm going. Right. I have to go. I can't. Right. It's Diane Paulus. Like, come on. It's still in right. your, your permanent record at Capizio. Yes, you you can walk is. in there and be like, you take is. a picture of that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I probably have it somewhere yeah. because I was like, I'm keeping this because yeah. this was the day that I had to make a choice. Um, but yeah, I went and got Witness Uganda. We did it at American Repertory Theater. And then like, a, I guess a year and a half or two years later, we did it at Second Stage. Yeah. I love so, that music. That show was so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I so still get the invisible, invisible thre- thread. thread stuck in my There's head. Which is what they changed the title thread. to, right? Yes. yes. And is yeah. it back now? It's and now it's back to Witness Uganda. Yeah. They just did it in LA. Yeah, my nice. friend, my my best friend from college just did Tyrone's track in, in oh, LA. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we, we did that... Um, I ended up leaving Beautiful to go and do the off-Broadway production. I left my first Broadway show to do my first off-Broadway show. Nice. <laughs> Amazing. Um, but it was something I believed in, totally. and it's a beautiful story. And we ended up going to Uganda to meet the children, like the students Holy that cow. they wrote the show about. Wow. So that was like, I was like, this is once in a lifetime. Like, I have to do this. Wow. Um, so yeah, we did it at Second Stage, Invisible Thread, and in the middle of that, I was doing double duty, which I love. Yeah, yep. <laughs> um, on Bronx Tale at Paper Mill, but I also did Waitress with Diane nice. in the middle of that. And was, so, did you were you involved like in the labs in the beginning yes. before ART? Yeah, yeah. Well, no, no, no. ART when they were doing ART, I think um, the labs were after ART. Yes, the labs were after. So, so I, like I wasn't a part of the ART cast. Got it. Got um, it. I did the labs when they came back into the city. Got it. And like I heard, a lot of things changed after that. Yes. Like I, I. Oh have yeah! Heard. On the first day of rehearsal, um, we had um, I can wait. Can you? Um, what's it, the ensemble? It's in the waiting room. I can wait. Oh it's yeah, true. the ensemble. I song. wish there was a way to integrate a new little life into ours. That's my favorite line. And then it got cut. <laughs> yeah, and now it's literally we learned up, right? it the first. I think it was the first day, and the next day they were like, "So we're gonna cut this," and we were like, oh. "Okay." <sighs> 
cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, they they chopped a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, after that. And the hospital scene was like 25 minutes long or something. Oh, yeah. It was like were, six oh, my God. Scenes. They were like, um, we had, <laughs> they had like freeze. They would freeze and then they would go back into like labor and then they would freeze and choose another. Like, it was a lot. It was a lot. <laughs> oh, wow. I was a resident nurse in the like, in that scene that got chopped. I still had the little tag though. Someone yeah. came to my house and they saw it. They were like, what's that from? Did you used to work? And I was like, no. <laughs> Just played one on like, TV. that's from Waitress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it changed a lot. Um, but yeah, I ended up doing that. And then we, after the lab, we went back and I got fired from Bronx. And we did a nice. Waitress. I don't know if you want to put that in there. You don't have to. You can to you. I just got fired from Frozen, so. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> What well, do you mean? Was, what do you mean? What do you mean? Do you mean if you actually want to talk about it, we can talk about it because I think that stuff is interesting. It is. If you don't want to talk about it, then we so, don't have to. Okay. So when we were doing Invisible Thread at Second Stage, <laughs> I did the lab of Waitress with Diane, and then shortly after that lab, Sergio was working on Invisible Thread, and he was also working on Bronx Tale, mm-hmm. and so I went in for Bronx Tale and um, was in that ensemble, and we did it at Paper Mill. Right after Invisible Thread closed, we started Bronx Tale like the very next day and did that at Paper Mill. But in the middle of that, Waitress was beginning for Broadway. And I had already said yes to that. And my agent at the time, I was like, are you sure we're going to be able to do both? And she was like, oh, yeah, they they let us they gave us the okay. They said they would work around the scheduling. And I was like, wow, okay, Mm. cool. So then we got to the time to begin rehearsals for Waitress, and I was an understudy in Bronx Tale, and Waitress didn't know that. And Uh-oh. so once we looked at the rehearsal schedule, because we had to have understudy rehearsals, right. it looked like I was only available to come to Waitress once a week, Ooh. one day out of the week. Yeah. And, you know, paper mill, you got to get there. Right. So that's yeah. a it's time a out of the commute, day. Right. Yeah, and yeah. and. It just did not work out. And so it became a like tug of war between Bronx Tale rehearsals and waitress rehearsals. And Bronx Tale was in their like final previews. And it was like the last day of previews. And it was like the first week of rehearsals for waitress. And I just had to like make a choice of which rehearsal. I was on the schedule for both rehearsals. Fuck. So you were fired because you were just too Double busy. Yeah. Not because you did anything no, wrong. No, not or, because of my, right. but it made me feel horrible because I of was course, like, yeah. if someone ever sees this or if like, they're not going to be like, oh, Aisha's agents didn't tell them that she yeah. right. was a understudy or oh, you know, it's not going to, it just looks bad to me. It just, right. it, yeah. just it right. just looks bad. It, but do you feel matter. like that stuff has actually followed you or is that no. just, you were just scared of it? Yeah, I was yeah. just very scared because yeah. I mean, that was like towards the beginning of my career. Totally. And I'm like, you I have Waitress's original Broadway credit. That's like been a goal of mine to originate with a mm-hmm. show. And like, it's right here at my feet. But then you also have Bronx Tale and I don't want to piss them off. And right. I want to be loyal to them. It was just, it was a lot. It was, I I cried a lot in my dressing room no, <laughs> at totally. Bronx Tale and would like tell the whole cast. Like I went and apologized to all of them. I wrote apology letters, like. But then I got written up, and we we opened the show, and I wrote all these apology letters, and then I was like, "We did it! I opened. I'm not fired. There are no more conflicts with the schedules." And then they called me, and they were like, "So effective immediately, you are terminated." And I was like, "Oh wow! Oh wow! Okay. I think they just wanted to get through opening weekend, and yeah. you know, without a fuss." Right. And yeah. That's tough. Well, I'm so sorry. That's crazy. And yeah, it just it was just scheduling, and it was a lack of communication. And right. Yeah. Totally. The technical like things about the job that's hard. Yeah. 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 That you would never want to be. Yeah. But that no, to it's me interesting is like, it's, it's hard a- when it gets put on the actor too. Cause like, cause yeah. like that to me is yeah. like, like you were told this is going to work out. Yeah. And also I have this, this like actor first rah rah thing where like everybody is looking out for themselves. So whatever is in the best interest of their own mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. is what they're going to do. The producers are going to do it. The director's going to do it. But right. then if the actor wants to do it, all of a sudden, it's now like, you're difficult to work with or oh something. Oh, my God. Yeah. 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 yeah, and that's what I felt at, right. in that moment. I was like, oh, my... Because I had sat down with everyone at Bronx Tale, with artistic director at a Paper Mill. I had sat right. down with the director, with the stage manager, which everyone... And everyone was on my side, like, oh, this was a mess up. Like, mm-hmm. you know, 
agent at the time, like didn't right. really take care of it the right. way that they should have, and right. I and they also didn't want to take responsibility for it. And of course, I was like, right. yeah. guys, come yeah. on, right. come you're, on. You're ruining I'm like my pleading life. with with this creative team, and I'm like over here pleading with waitresses' creative team, and like everyone is being so supportive. But at the end of the day, I have to make a decision because it's not going to work. You right. can't do right. both. Right. And right. So yeah. Right. So right. then, so that gets resolved, and then waitress, the the that whole process, the Broadway process, really kicks into full yes. gear. Yeah. Um. And I, I texted our friend Ryan Vasquez last night, and I was like, "Is there anything, any little tidbits from that original <laughs> process?" And he and he was like, "Honestly, so many." And he said to There's bring up so many. He said to bring up uh, how seriously you took the dancing during the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's favorite part of the musical, for oh sure. Oh, my God. It's the worst. Which is, it's, so, it's such... Oh, my God. But we would... Yeah. Yeah, I, I took it seriously. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> we get on stage, and I'm like, all right, here we go. Let's see these moves. <laughs> like, took it so seriously to the point that we definitely got notes to, like, tone it down. Yeah, pull, right. it, pull it back. there's right. another scene happening, right. and you're like, you're we're watching fun. you. And yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't help what the people want. You know, <laughs> I got to give the people what they want. <laughs> but yes, Ryan and I had so much fun in the, at the wedding together. Yeah. Um, oh my God, I miss him. I love him. Yeah, it it was it was really cool. It comes with its struggles. You know, it's a new musical, and you're building and changing, and you have people who have done it, and you have people who haven't done it. Sure. And it was a it was a crazy process. Can um, I ask? We have a lot of people asking the DMs about like what the process is like in tech for, for an opening a Broadway show. And I know you yeah. guys have both experienced that, but I would love to hear, um, you know, if you have any, were there any crazy stories of things coming in at the last minute or like changes being made? Like yeah. <laughs> the, my, the, the funniest, well, not funniest. I think the most difficult challenge about tech is when you get a change or a new song or a new scene Okay, let's say it's Wednesday and we're in rehearsal and we get that new scene, but Wednesday night we need to do the old scene because we're not going to put it in until Thursday night. Right. That to me is weird because on Wednesday you're teaching a new scene, but Wednesday night I need to do what I did last night, but tomorrow I'm going to do something different. That is such <laughs> a like... What? Don't give it to me. Oh <laughs> but it's like God. we have to you know, maximize our time. This is the time that we have to work on it. Right. Um, for waitress, we put in Club Knocked Up in a day. We had wow. kept so the like the song that I sang earlier, the I can't wait is what that transition song used to be, but since they chopped it, they were like trying to figure out a way to make it work. And we had like choreography and we had music, but there was I don't think there was singing there. And then Sarah and Nadia pulled us into the side room and they're like, okay, so we're going to put this in tonight. The harmonies. Oh my God. Yeah. Cause yeah. We were like, they're tonight? tight. Okay, cool, cool, cool. We ran it so many times over and over and over and we did it. And it was nerve wracking, but we did it. We figured it out. In um, a day. Yeah, in a day. They were like, all right, we're going to put this in tonight. And we were like, okay. Cool. Let's do it. Because you're also quick changing wow. into it. Yes, quick changing into it. Sing the All song. All that choreography and then in a day. Run away. <laughs> right. Yeah, and like these tight, close harmonies. We're like, yeah. thanks, Sarah. <laughs> it's like a duopy Motowny kind yeah. of like thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like funny you, because you and Jesse are both Ben and beautiful. Yes. And and beautiful. I. What she came in after. Kimber, but she did the yeah. same track I did in right. Beautiful, right? And yeah, now she's in the same track I did in Waitress. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it. I just think it's interesting because I know that that section is particularly like kind of calls to yeah. that Motown sound, which is oh, yeah. which is interesting. Yeah, well, I, I think it's it's interesting too because you said that is a transition moment, and so like it if you see transition. the show, yeah, a lot of people would probably just like, oh, that's that's a cute little moment that maybe it's not you know they're going to remember you know mm -hmm. she used to be mine or whatever they're going to remember these right, big right, moments right, right. from the show but they're not going to remember that you guys spent a whole day or they're not going to know that you spent a whole day learning the tightest most intricate harmonies you had like five or six hours to rehearse it uh -huh. to then put it in the show that night and mm -hmm. it was you're sweating bullets it was so hard and then yep. everybody's like oh that was a nice transition look at yeah and yeah. now yeah. we're in a different place what's the story now like right. it's like right if you pay attention to that minutia yeah like that's really what i find tech to be yes is a lot of that like how are we going to get from this moment to that mm -hmm. moment um and it takes forever, it takes forever how long did you tech waitress do you remember how long you were actually in tech for i think we had a i think we had I mean, we had the normal month of previews, which to me is still 
tech. Yeah, that's all tech all day. And uh, that's another thing people might not really know when you're in previews, when you see a show in previews, you're in rehearsal from day. 12 to 5 or from, you know, maybe even 10 to 10 yeah. to 6 or something before the show before that the night. Before the show. It's crazy. Um, so maybe like, I feel like our tech process was like three or four weeks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, feels, that feels right. Yeah. Yeah. And then as you're, you're, you're moving through, did you understudy a waitress? No. Nice. I was the only person in the cast who did not understudy. So you didn't have to, didn't have to go anywhere on Thursday and Friday afternoons? No, I did not. <laughs> yeah. it was, it's funny, though, because when I auditioned, I auditioned thinking that I would be understudying. Yeah. And I learned the music and everything. And when we got into the room, agent at the time, uh, mm-hmm. they're going to announce the uh, understudies and the covers when you get there on the first day. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Got there on the first day. I opened my script, and they have listed everyone who's doing whatever. I was like, oh, my name's not on there. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, this is weird, because mm-hmm. I thought I expected it, you know? Right, right. And so then it took me, like, shifting my perspective to be like, okay, cool. You don't have to come to understudy rehearsal. You don't have this responsibility. Mm-hmm. So free yourself of it. Don't be upset that you didn't get it. That doesn't mean that you aren't capable. Right. It's just that it didn't fit. So here we go. Right. Keep it moving. And then we had some a series of events and they needed someone to cover Don. And I was like, oh, you want me to do it? And I and at that moment, I just didn't feel, it didn't feel I had already gone through this whole getting myself, and Mm -hmm. and I saw everyone going to understudy rehearsals every single week, and I was like, "Mm." and you know, I like to do double duty, so I was like, if I do that, it's not going to be able to. Yeah, and it's a great point. Sometimes actually not understudying then frees you up to to do do all sorts of stuff during the week, and that's that's huge because then you can develop all sorts of other things and put irons in the fire. Um, and I, my, one of my best friends, Max Clayton, who I bring up on the podcast almost weekly, uh, <laughs> that he was like that at Moulin Rouge when he, he was like, they were like, would you like to understudy? And he was like, I'm good. You know, mm-hmm. he was like, I don't, I don't re- yeah. need to do that right now. Yeah. It's a ton of responsibility anyway, yes. without it, It is. you know? Um, and then as you're, you're, you're moving through that process and then when, when does frozen sort of first rear its head? Frozen. <laughs> <laughs> this is so funny because it always... <laughs> And it's a it's a blessing and I love it, but it always comes at like this, like you have to make a choice between the two. Mm-hmm. That's what happened with Bronx Hill and Waitress. Right. And um I'm in Waitress and I was I was doing the workshop of Ain't Too Proud. Ah. And they started rehearsal. I mean, they started auditions for Frozen. So I'm wow. in the middle of doing mm-hmm. that and I auditioned for Frozen and I'm like, oh my God, this is really cool. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. what? And I originally went in for the role of Elsa. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and I remember uh, I'm with CGF, and I remember Michael Goddard calling me and being like, so they want to see you for the role of Elsa? And I was like, they want to see me for the role of Elsa? <laughs> and he was like, yeah. And I was like, they want to see me? And he was like, yes. And I was like, okay, cool, let's do it. So I learned, let it go, and like, you know, go into the room for um, <clears throat> for Telsey. And I leave, and they're like, great, we're going to call you back. Wear something different. She's the older sister. And I'm like, I am an older sister. I literally have a younger sister. And mm-hmm. they're like, yeah, but you need to be like a little bit. Um, they're like, you're so bubbly and youthful. And like, like you know, just try to think of her in this way. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay, cool. So then I like put on a different outfit. And I'm like, I'm going to get this. And they were like, you know, make yourself a little grounded. So like, I was like, okay, I'm not going to wear heels. Mm-hmm. So then I go in in this like these boots and this little dress. And then I sit down. And I look in the waiting room, and I look around at all the Elsas and what they're wearing. <clears throat> and then I look around at all the Annas and what they're wearing. <laughs> and I look at myself, and I say, you dressed like Anna today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, trying to be, like, grounded, and you're going to be the older sister. And I'm, right. like, I just laughed to myself. I was, like, oh, whatever. Yeah. Go in, do what you do. So I did it, and then I come back out. And they were, like, so I don't know if we'll call you back for Elsa. We'll, we'll see, but they were wondering if you wouldn't mind reading the sides for Anna. And mm-hmm. I was like, <laughs> right. sure. Right, right, right. Because <laughs> I just laughed to myself. I was like, you did this to yourself. Yeah, it's like, um, right. it was the boots, wasn't it? Yeah. I was like, it was, it was the boots. That's what it was. I was trying to be grounded. Um, but yeah, and I laughed and I was like, of course. She's a principal and she goes on a journey and she falls in love. And she like, right. she is a huge part of this show and like telling this story. I was like, Certainly, mm-hmm. I'd love to. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yes, yeah, so I took that, and um, and then they 
they I, I made it to final callbacks with what I thought was the final callback. We were like on a stage and doing the things, and then they were like, you know, partnering you up with different people. And I'm like, wow, this is cool. Well, that that was we we talked to John Riddle mm-hmm. uh, the other day, and he mentioned oh, yeah. this. And that like, day I that, met him that day. So that so what was that like? You you don't for people who don't know, you don't audition on stages, no. you know, in New York City. You audition in a small room with a piano. Yes. Uh, like it's not you're not on stage. It's not uh-uh. like you know the original production of a chorus line or something, right? Like, you know, it, right. So no, you're in this small white room, yeah, and then like they're like, office. "No, come to this theater." And I'm like, "Okay." So we get there, and it's you just see all these people. There's so many people there, mm-hmm. and I ended up being there for like, uh, it was all day. Wow. It was like from something crazy like ten or twelve until like six or something like that. Wow. It was weird, and I met Jelani. Mm-hmm. I remember Casey was there. Um, uh, I read with like Betsy Wolf. I read with yeah. like with John Riddle. I read with so many different people. And the Scarecrow and the Tin Man. Like, yeah, and you were you there. Know, you Dorothy, were, was Dorothy was there. <laughs> <laughs> and Toto was there. <laughs> Kara Lindsay was wow. there. Like all yeah. these different people. And yeah. so I'm like, first of all, I'm like, this is cool. So like I've yeah. made it to yeah, the yeah, yeah. point where I'm like yeah, meeting with all these right. other people. And, right. Um, yeah, but they brought me in, and they're like, okay, sing. And then they're like, go back out. And then Bernie comes out and is like, okay, this one you should do. He talks to me, and I'm like, okay. And then you go back in, you do it again. And then they're like, okay, read with this person. Now read with this person. And then And throughout the day, you see them sending people away, but you're like still there. So you're like, okay, this could be good. <laughs> and then they call me in again at the end of the day, and they're like, let's change the It was true love. Let's uh-huh. change the key of it so that it sits higher in your voice, and let us hear it. And nice. So where you go, where I'm doing all, and I'm like, I think they like me. Yeah. And then like Kristen is like crying in the um, audience. And I'm like, wow, the guy moved her. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, you know, yeah. you're like all these things are running through your head. And I was like, cool. And then I leave. And then my agent called me. He's like, so they want to see you for another callback. And I was like, oh wait, God, that what? wasn't it? <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't it? Oh, man. I thought that was like oh, final. And they're like, again. And, you know. What else do you want? Yeah. Like, what? I have nothing else to I give do? you. Yeah. And then I, like, find myself getting sick. So, of course, I'm like, well, that one was great. And then if I come back and, you know, anyway, yeah. we do all of those things. And um, they call me and they were like, so you didn't book Anna, but they want you to stand by. And I was like, really? Okay. And one of the reasons in Waitress I didn't want to understudy again was because the anxiety that I received from being a swing and beautiful, I loved it. Mm-hmm. But those moments of like sitting there and watching everybody else get ready always like made me feel weird sometimes. Like, yeah. you know, you go back and forth, the ebb and flow. Mm-hmm. And then the anxiety of like not knowing who you might be that evening. Right. So in beautiful, there were six choices <laughs> right. of like, yeah. you could be any of these women yeah. tonight. It's like and Russian roulette. Yeah. Like, and the <laughs> challenge of it was yeah. like, oh, this is cool. Like challenge your brain to see like what you can do. Yeah. And I loved it. I do feel like I have like a swing brain, mm-hmm. but I was also like, <sighs> okay, do you remember everything? What are you supposed to do? Okay, this is that. Not that track. This cue is for that one. Not for this, you know, the back and forth. Totally. So for Waitress, when I was like, nah, I think I'm okay. But then Standing By presented another vein of that same thing. And mm-hmm. I was like, huh. Okay, so it's a standby, but just for her. Mm-hmm. So if I go on, that's the only thing I'm responsible for. <laughs> right. And you're like, yeah. And I was like, okay. All right, let me think about this for a second. It took me so long to say yes, yeah. also because I was waiting to see what was happening with Ain't Too Proud. Sure. And I knew they were going to Berkeley, but Frozen was like, so here's Denver and Broadway. Mm-hmm. And Ain't Too Proud was like, maybe. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see what's right. happening. I think we're going to Berkeley. So it was like that moment of like, what do you wait on? But right. with Ain't Too Proud, it's like these beautiful human beings, this beautiful story, this beautiful team to work with. And also, it doesn't often happen that a person of color gets to be in a cast and look around and see themselves everywhere. Right. So I was like, wow, this would be like my first time. You know, Witness Uganda was that, but I was like, this is, is on its way to Broadway. And th- yeah. it's like, I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, I'm going to wait. I'm going to see. And it just, it, it didn't, it, they were like, do you want this or not? Like, do you want to do Frozen right, or not? And right. I was like, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yes, I think that's what I want to do. And I knew that the opportunity for Frozen was a beautiful and amazing thing that I should not pass up on. Right. 
But it was just, you know, Ain't Too Proud was on the other side. And I was like, when you knew, everybody knew that was going to be so special. Ain't Too Proud, even before when they did the early readings, everybody knew it was going to be huge and they knew it was going to be special. Yeah. So, but like at that time, Ain't Too Proud didn't want to go out with you. Like Frozen was like, will you go out with me? Right. And it's like, well, I kind of want to. I and it was go funny out. Like, because I kind of want to date. Yes, you know? <laughs> and it was funny because ain't too proud. Everyone word of nice mouth metaphor, was like, though. "Can you go out with me?" Right, but right. I didn't have that piece of paper right. signing the line right, to right. be like, right. "We are, right. we are together." Right. So yeah. <laughs> right. So I was like, "Y'all got a piece of paper for me?" And right. they were like, right. "No, we don't have anything." Yeah, we don't yet. have any we're dinner waiting. reservations, but like, yeah, we like, don't <laughs> have reservations, but we know, like, we know that the restaurant we want to go to. Right. 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 But we gotta see. If they have space for us, <laughs> that's basically what it was. And and it's like, you know, you called and they're like, you know, the wait won't be long. Right. We'll see. Right. But I was like, well, I need to know because yeah, like my I, table is ready over there yes. at this other spot. That's yeah, at a really good restaurant. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. This really cute guy wants to, you know, yes. this is a good, this is a good analogy. I'm proud yeah, of this one. Yeah. Good it one, really Joe. Yeah. Proud of you. No, but that's really hard because, I mean, you just. You have to make a decision, you right. know, that the choosing, the yeah. choosing. The, and so yeah. I was like. Okay, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna be frozen. Yeah, and then it's been like three. I mean, three years. Yeah, we started for Denver. We started June 2017. You, you, you. There was a back and forth on Instagram with somebody Mm -hmm. about. Um, one of the times, the hair. yeah, when you went on, and it was the hair thing, yeah, and and I wondered, like, you were so eloquent when you in your kind of in the comebacks and the way that you were like trying to talk mm-hmm. this person because I I saw it and immediately was like was like ignorant person blah 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 right. and you like took the time even in an age of like social media being horrible to like actually talk to somebody mm-hmm. over an Instagram platform yeah um well I've had it's funny because I've had a few people DM me and it starts with like a when I walked into the theater and I saw that a they I've even had someone say a colored person, but they're like from a different country. Oh. And I'm like, oh boy, skin crawl. But right. even in that, in that entire exchange, it went from them just saying that them seeing a person of color kind of threw them off. But throughout the show, they were much more accepting of it. And mm. they walked out of the theater feeling differently than they did walking in. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, let's start with that. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... <laughs> I asked, I always ask if it's okay for me to share people's messages that they send me, whether they are, I mean, if they're negative, I don't ask, (laughs) but you know, sometimes if they start like they're going to be negative and then they move to a positive place, I just want, I share it because I want everyone to see like one with the negative ones, racism Mm -hmm. and things like that are still very active and alive in our country. And a lot of people don't think that it is, Mm -hmm. or they're like, oh, whatever, you know, but I'm like, yeah, it does happen. I, so I put it out there because I want people to see what we deal with. I also know that I try my best to like acknowledge it and, and respond to it in uh, a professional way, in a way to like, let me let me give you some knowledge um, so that you won't do this to someone, someone else. Mm-hmm. And just like, I don't think that we should respond to hate with hate, like, Clearly, right. there it was the way that you were raised or the way that you're whatever, however you think. But in that moment, it doesn't behoove me to get upset and to get pissed and to like go off on you. Right. Because where I just want to come from a place of love and light and I want to be able to let you know like it's okay. And I know you feel like that, but that's really not valid and it's hurtful. And, like, and this is why. And maybe no one would ever tell you that or take the time to explain that to you. Right. Because it's not my job to do so. But, yeah, that's the thing that's so unfair is that you're yeah. in this position where you have to teach someone now. Yes. It's like that's not what you signed up for. You're here to be an actress. At all. You know? Yeah. yeah. And but, they don't they don't like I don't Joe and I don't have to teach anyone anything. Right. No. Right. Yeah. And and that's that's the thing with people of color, which is hard. It's like that line of like, ugh, I'm so done with this. But it's also that line of like I don't want this to happen to someone else, and I also don't want to continue dealing with it. So if I call it out in such a way that brings light to, like, you're being an idiot and mm-hmm. you're being ignorant, but I do it in a way that is kind, maybe they'll actually hear it. Yeah, right. And maybe they'll think about it. They might not, they might, not, you know, they might continue right. thinking and feeling and speaking right. in that ignorant way, but... I'll take a stab at it. It was interesting because it was about like Anna has in the movie has this has red has the red this like this with these red pigtails or whatever. Right. 
And, and, you know, it felt like this person was coming at you who was younger. It felt yes, like they were, definitely. they were a young person. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think it's easier, easier to, you know, teach a young dog new tricks as opposed yes. to like some old racist person. But like, if you get a young <laughs> racist person, you might be able to be like, Hey, you know, Hey, but, let me talk it, but to that you. was the thing. And, you know, so you were, you were like, this is a fictional character. Yeah. And, and I, my hair looks like a lot of little girls hair and, and I'm playing this part and right. this part, it needs to be representative of a lot of things, you know? Well, I sat down with David for who's, my hair who's fitting. David? David, oh, David uh, Brown. Brian Brown. Yeah. Yes. yeah. The hair designer of Frozen. The hair designer of Frozen. I sat down with him. I remember in the very beginning and we were doing our wig fittings and he was like, okay, so I've pulled some like, because I know black women who have red hair and they look amazing. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, my little sister has dyed her hair red and I'm like, okay, cool, girl, you look good. <laughs> but um, David, he came to me and he was like, so I have pulled some red, some reddish browns. We can mix and, you know, we can have highlights of red if you desire. Like, But, like, figure out what color works with your skin tone and things like that. And I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. So then we're sitting there and he puts on... This like brown base and then like put some little red highlights in it. And I was like, uh, maybe not that brown, maybe this brown with this red. And so we go back and forth. And then I was like, you know what? I can we just do brown? Like, can we just do my hair color? And he was like, certainly. He was like, Disney has approved, like, you have the choice in this matter. And I was like, thank you. I appreciate that. And I think, I think we should just go with my hair. And he was like, okay. And if you change your mind and you want to add things, we can always add. And I was like, cool. And I walked away from that. In that moment, I was just like, yeah, I don't, that's not how I look. Like that's not me. And if I'm going to be stepping into this character, one, I want it to be a resemblance of myself, but also all these little beautiful chocolate drops that do (laughs) not have red hair that are capable of playing the part of Anna that look up to Anna. I want them to be able to see themselves in me fully. So if I go out there with a red wig on, it's like, uh, you know, I just want them to see themselves. And so I I was very happy that I made that choice at the end of the day. But that person, it was so funny because that person was upset about my wig and it was the day of a put in or something. I wasn't in full costume and I had my afro Mm-hmm. Out and I had on the Anna coronation gown, mm-hmm. and I thought it was really cool was that cool. I had on the Anna coronation gown mm-hmm. with a fro. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I was just walking around like, Ugh. <laughs> so I told somebody to snap a picture of it, and I posted it, and people were so upset. And it was so funny because my community of color was like, "Ooh, wait, you have a fro in?" And I was like, "I wish we yeah, didn't go right. that far." <laughs> right. But um, but like you know, everyone Disney was like, "Disney will do something," but they're not right. <laughs> but that's a little bit too, you know. And I was just. Like, it's really cool that everyone was responding so positively. They were so excited to see Anna with a fro. And then you get this crazy, like, what your hair is. And then calling my hair frizz instead of calling it afro. And I was like, are you referring to my hair? Okay, let's let's chat. So, you know, I don't know. I just think it's important to have discussions. And I also, I share it because I know that there are my friends I have friends that will go and talk to that person in words that I will never say, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And so it's like, you get it from both sides, but it's just, I don't know. I It's a it's an issue. And it, instead of ignoring it, I, I don't, yeah. you know, I choose to Engage. have a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And then if you continue to be stupid right. and like, If yeah. you don't want to have a conversation, yeah, then, then the I'm not going to push. Yeah. But I'm, I'm also not going to allow you just to, down talk me and not say anything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Cause that's not fair. No, totally. Totally. Yeah. And we talked about on, on here when the, it was just last, was it last night? The, the little mermaid. Um, oh yeah. Little yeah. mermaid live. Like right. people, people got all mad about that. And we yeah. talked about it on uh, when that came out. And my I brother think when we were first talking about it, we were talking about the Little Mermaid live action. Right, that's what I meant. Yeah. The live action. Because yeah. yeah. there's a, the live action happened the other day, but there's a movie that Halle right. Bailey is I'm doing. sorry, we that's were talking about the movie. The movie. The live yeah. action movie, Mo- yeah. and last night was like the... the I don't know what right. that was. Yeah, that the was live the theater movie. thing, <laughs> which <laughs> I read this morning, like apparently did really well. The ratings like, were great. was double the rent ratings, yeah, which so, is oh, crazy. So I still haven't seen it. Success. I totally missed it. I just saw Queen Latifah in a... In a in a Ursula thing, and I was like, "Where was I the whole yeah. time this was happening?" I just John heard Stamos. Amber Riley like sit wailing, um, yeah. and I was like, "Oh yes, yeah. wow. give yeah. me more of that." Yeah, she can. She, well, what we're talking about when the Little Mermaid thing came out was 
we were we were talking about it. My brother-in-law just listened to that episode, and he was like, I burst out laughing because there was this one moment. We're going back and forth about it, and I just I was like, she's a fish. Why is everybody? Why does so, it matter? It is a character. It is a fictional thing. And and this the thing that that a lot of people don't get to see that we you get to walk through the the autograph line and you see these yes. little girls yes. who, who look who in, light up yes because right. they see someone that looks look, like them is, right. and as, that is not normal. No, it's not. And, and it's it's even to the the point that like the, I got upset that these little chocolate drops. Well, not upset, <laughs> but. I was just like, they come and when they see me, they see themselves and then, then they have to go buy a doll that doesn't look like them. Mm, and yeah, right. so yeah. I had a fan who made me a doll that looked like me. And I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. Wait, can you make more of these? And so yeah. she made them and I just like gave them out at the stage door whenever I would see little. Oh, that's so nice. Young, yeah. And not to say that, that, I mean, you can have a doll that is white, black, Asian, no, but there's a like hundred million dolls of little yeah. white dolls. Like there's a hundred, yeah. there's a, there's millions but, of those. Yeah, and just like growing up, my mother made it a point that my sister and I saw our skin represented in our toys, in our books, in our so that we look around and we see ourselves. Yeah, and right. and so for me, I just took that lesson and was just like, okay, it will be beautiful for these young little babies to walk away, especially if they see me up there, to walk away with a doll that looks like them, and right. then they have a piece that's like. Oh, okay. I can do this too. Yeah. So. No, and and I I find that with the show in general, that that like the era of women, young girls who who grew grow up in the Frozen era, right? You know that it, where it is about sisterhood and it's about empowerment and it's about you know mm-hmm. you know full fledged uh, consent at the end when Kristoff <laughs> kneels down and says, "Hey, can I kiss you?" It's my favorite <laughs> moment in the whole thing because we, what they're showing this moment of like, listen, a man needs full consent yeah. to kiss you mm-hmm. and like. All of the subliminal messaging that they don't even realize they're getting, yep. and they're going to come through the ranks. They're going to grow up, and they're with with a lot of really good, yeah. you know, in, in the way that like I feel Bell, you know, made it cool to read and stuff yes. like like these sorts of things. Mm-hmm. But like mm-hmm. they don't know these young African American girls don't even know th- th- what they they know when they see you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're coming through the line, and they're like, oh, there's and she's the princess, and she gave me this thing, and like right. that is going to just inform. Like yeah. when one of them becomes a friggin' senator or something, I hope you get a letter. Like you know, I hope you <laughs> yes. get a letter in twenty years. You gave me a doll <laughs> you know, yes. at the stage yeah. door right, right. at the St. James Theater. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but Just, that that's yeah. where it's so important. You yeah. know, it's like the impact that that has on kids who don't even know they're being impacted right. by it. Mm-hmm. In the same way that that you know we were impacted by things as kids. Like y- you should be able to have that same experience as mm-hmm. as a young yeah. person of yeah. color. And, and the it's thing, really important, right? And the thing that makes me upset is like people get in arms about having a person of color portray this princess. But then when you sit down and you look at all the other princesses, we have one Mm -hmm. other black princess, but you know, and so it's just like, why is it fair for you guys to have 50 million of them? and We just get one. Yeah, (laughs) Like that's not fair either. Like they need to see themselves in different characters, you know, represented in different ways and in different stories. And, and I think the thing that has been really cool at waitress to see is that there's such a, there's a, a strong push to have there's like so much diversity on the stage yeah. but the show isn't about mm-hmm. racial tension yeah. or the struggles of 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 kind of what has happened in this country yeah. you know so it's like it's like elevating the stories that are being told so that it's like you can tell any story yes. you want to tell it doesn't have yes. to be a story about, about black people right? <laughs> yeah, and that's be, so important for the yeah. next generation to see definitely definitely it doesn't have to be it just it just needs to be a story about a human being right <laughs> and yeah. any human being can portray that especially if it's not in a certain historic setting or like about a certain i mean you know hamilton it can be about <laughs> right you know historical figures but you know of course we have certain stories that is like no this this part needs to be this race this part needs to be this whatever but there are so many stories that we don't take liberty of just being more inclusive yeah right we They're have like, to be so literal yeah about, and it's like come on and it's like like uh there you know if you have one character, like the daughter has, right. if, if, if the mother and the father are one race, then everyone has, and it's like, why, why can't we just like change yeah, I it? Kinda, Who cares? I We're telling blame, a story. I kind of blame the, uh, the film industry for Absolutely. this. Absolutely. Right? Because, um, because when you watch movies, they're so literal, mm-hmm. right? And the theater has been taking liberties with this stuff for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, and, and theater can't be mass produced. So mm-hmm. only a certain amount of people get to see it. But like, 
there's this idea on TV and film that if there's a white mom and a white dad and they have a they have an African American kid, it's it. Oh, what are what what are they saying? It's right. got the, we have to explain that she was adopted or and whatever. It's like, no, and it's like no, actually, don't. just just we're all actors. It's actors acting in an acting thing. This is all fake. This is all fake. This is exactly. all fake. We don't need to get into the <clears throat> you know the biology of of right. of you know. Kid, right. I don't right. know. Let's because like the kid can be that. white and the kid can be adopted. <laughs> like exactly. the kid can right. be any, you know, right. it's, I had a student, um, send me a letter, um, saying that some, one of her teachers told her that she didn't fit her vision for the role or something like that. And it was like a show and she was, it was the same thing. Like she had a child or she was the child and she right. was a different color than the parent. And they wanted to add a line in there to make sure people knew like she was adopted or she was this or she was that. And she was like, it made her feel so small and like not seen and not heard and just, and then she came to see the show and she was just like, I felt seen and I felt heard mm-hmm. and I appreciate that. And like, but just her writing to me about that. And she's like, and that gave me, you know, inspiration and like keep pushing and then she was like you know at the end of the year I I wrote a a play like with my uh other classmates and it was just it didn't matter race and things like that you know yeah we Mm -hmm. were just we didn't have to explain it and it wasn't I, I fit into the vision that we created for myself and things like that and I think her teacher came around in yeah. the end but it's just like how can you tell this young woman Oh, I'm sorry, you don't fit into the vision of something that's like she can actually play that, yeah, and it right. does. It's fine, yeah. But you you're making it about so much about her race that you're like forgetting that she's a human being and yeah. that she has the capability to play the to part. play the part <laughs> and maybe the best person for the role. Yeah, you know, just like yeah. But you're just like xing her out just because. Of yeah. That. yeah, 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 yeah. And then I mean, you again. We talked about this with all the double duty and all the things. I mean, you're developing musicals and stuff all the time and you just did a very fancy one with my wife yes and that might be coming up maybe it, it <laughs> the <laughs> reservations are online but we still don't have a piece of paper <laughs> you, you, this <laughs> it's a really good metaphor because there's you know that's happening all the time oh i have some God. other friends who have yeah. been who have been doing a workshop of something oh that like just they actually, they all have the offer. I'm not going to talk about what the show is, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of waitress people involved and they all have an offer to oh, do I a lab that. mm-hmm. that's yeah. not happening. Oh my yeah. God. The lab has been canceled and they haven't been you, told. I know you can't, but. Oh yeah. I heard you did really well for that. Yes. Yeah. And and they called me the way the, uh, thank you God. They called me and they told me that it wasn't me. And I was like, I felt really bummed about it because yeah. I was in the middle of this mm-hmm. other thing right. and I was going hard for these auditions yeah. and making time and like was like oh my god I feel so it felt close it felt like it was right there like they yeah. were about to hand it over to me that's what it felt like and I was like oh my god this is so cool but you know whenever we feel that we don't give in to it completely because right. we're like until we see a piece of paper or right. we get that call Absolutely. it's not a thing and so I got the call saying it wasn't a thing but then the next day I got the call from Frozen telling me that I'll be on yeah. on the same dates that that lab would have been taking place. Oh, okay. And I was like, uh-huh, okay, thanks, yep. God. Yeah. Right. And you right. know, what is right. for you is for you. What yeah. isn't? You exactly. Know. And we talk. Yeah. You know, Joe and I <clears throat> privately talk a lot about like kind of like the way that alignment works. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting that, that to bring it back to you specifically, like you were more in line with Anna, and that's why that like came to be yes. for you. You know, yeah. it was just like you couldn't change yourself and mm-hmm. who you are inside. No. You just happened to be. Of the essence of another character, yeah. you know, and, this and the thing fact that, that they saw that of? and were like, actually, do this one, yeah. you know, is a blessing in itself. Right. Um, right. Totally, that's <laughs> casting at its finest. That's yeah. when, like, yeah. you know, they they do see like, hey, would you? I went. In, I've I've auditioned for waitress so many times, and the last <laughs> time that I went in, uh, uh, Barry Weisler was like, was like, would you read for? Is it Og? Uh, Og. He's Ogie. like, will you read for Og? And I was like, and I was like. Really? He had a work session for Earl originally, like before Cambridge. <laughs> He's, you've gone in for Earl since then at I've least once. I've gone in for the doctor four or five times. I was going for the doctor a lot. Every, every yeah. but, but then I was like, I went back in for the doctor again, which I love working on that material. It's really, it's a great th- packet to sing. But then, but then he, Barry was like, would you look at Ogie? And I was like, oh, really? 
Really? Okay. Yeah. All right. You'd be great though. It was really silly and fun. And then yeah. it was like, and it was great because then Pat, Pat was like, that was, that was hilarious. Like, thank you for doing yeah. a cold read of this basically. Right. I was like, Why not? You know? Yeah. But that's and they Cassie also and may have fine. just wanted to see like that side of you for the doctor too. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. But we're, we've taken your whole morning. And so I want, I just want to end. This is my last little, I got question. one. Oh, you too, got one. Okay. You, you yeah. go first. You okay. go first. And then I'll, um, I'll, I'll Joe has his favorite question. question yeah, you did. Um, so I want to know, like, clearly you have some kind of magic. Me? Yes. Because, I mean, every time you walk into a room, it seems like everyone's uh, just falls in love with you, which is totally, like, such a gift and is so amazing. And I, I'm sure it's probably hard to kind of talk about what that might be. So I'll just ask, you know, what would you tell 14-year-old version of Aisha? Ooh. What would you say to 14-year-old Aisha? And it doesn't have to be about auditioning or anything like that. It's just mm-hmm. like, what would you... What would you want to tell your younger self about what you've learned in this business? Wow. Uh, definitely your gift will make room for you. Uh, so trust it, you know. It'll it'll open the doors for you and it'll get you to where you're supposed to be. And just a reminder that, like, you're right where you're supposed to be. Like, even yeah. if it feels like, oh, I want to be there or I need to do this or I need to do more, I need to... You're right where you're supposed to be. So take in that space, look around you, see what you can be grateful for, like switch your perspective to not. I think we get so stuck on the future, like what we want to do and what's next, that we miss so many gifts that are right here in front of us right now that are happening at this current moment because we choose to like look at what's not happening and look at what's going wrong and look at like, oh, I need to be better at this and better at that. And it's just like, no, switch your perspective. What is going right? <laughs> you know, yeah. what is a blessing? What are you, what do you have to be grateful for? Focus on those things and allow that to fuel you to get better, to you know, work harder. But like, yeah, be present. Be present. Yeah, we get so caught up oh, in. Uh, oh, I need to hear that now. Totally, girl. You should need to hear it. I'm like, I'm like, that's great. Yeah, yeah, and that's why I asked that question that way because it, you know. It's yeah. totally going to yeah. be applicable to everyone in every situation. But we do get so caught up in our business with mm-hmm. like what we don't have or because there's this inevitable like pending doom mm-hmm. of the fact that like we feel like this may never happen right. again. You'll never get there. What's yeah. going and like, on? And like instead of worrying about that this may never happen again, like enjoy this thing <laughs> that might be the last time. Yeah, right. At the current moment. If this is the last thing, you don't want to spend the whole time worrying yes. about when the show is going to close yeah. or like what you're going to do next. Because yeah. then know? you move on to the next thing and you look back and you're like, what do you have positive to remember from that experience? Right. If you If the whole time you were using it to like be negative and like think about what you don't have. And also, I think it's very important for us to not compare ourselves to other people and their journey. Everyone's journey is so different. And people are always like, how did you get to Broadway? How did you get this? When did you do this? When? And I'm like, "It. there is no one, two, three, ABC, do this, do that, and you are guaranteed. Right, there are people right. who have been here in the city for 10 plus years and have never made their Broadway debut right. or haven't done this or haven't done that. Like. It's it's such a different process for each and every individual that it like inconveniences us to compare ourselves to the to our neighbor in their journey totally. and what they're doing. And so yeah. Aisha, little fourteen year old baby. <laughs> And Joe, you should your ask your path. favorite question. Well, now that the heat just turned back on, so we got <laughs> we got to wrap this up. It's it's heat season again. It's Dan. heat. It's on. It, um, it actually wh- doesn't sound too bad. Oh, great! So we'll just do this. Uh, okay. yeah. My favorite, qu- like, just to end, is what's your impossible dream? What is the thing that's like next on the horizon that you're looking to that you're like, I want, I want this thing. I'm I'm, I'm striving towards this thing in the distance that like. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My thing, my thing that I'm striving towards, I want someone to write a show for me. That's yeah. my thing. That's, I don't I know. That. Yeah, I do. I, or, you or, have to manifest. The point of that question yeah, is always just to, to like put it out. You have to put in, it out right. what, what do you want to do? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because so clearly we set out on this goal when we're 10, I want to be on Broadway. Right. So then you hit that and it's like, okay, well, but what, what do you keep? What's the next? Where do you want to yeah, go? Yeah, originating a, a principal role. In something that's... that's yeah, and, and when people are like, what's your dream role? I'm always like, I want someone to create a show or a role for me, yeah. you know, or with me in mind. Or yeah. maybe I'll create it, you yeah. know? Yeah. yeah. 
yeah, I love that's that. it. That's <laughs> awesome. I love that. Can, and that's also like the ultimate responsibility. And so yeah. I want to see yeah. it. Me too. I, yeah. It's going to happen. Yeah. It's going to happen. That's a great. Yeah. <laughs> well done. Thank you, Aisha. <laughs> Thank you so much for being we here. This you. was so, so awesome. Thank and, you for having me. Um, congrats Guys, on all your success. And I mean, you, you just really kill it. And I hope that we can get a sliver of your... Uh, magic and <laughs> and share that with somebody else who needs it. Yes. And it's gonna happen. That's, yeah. Yes, that's what it's about. That's what it's about. Sharing. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.